Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Well, so good to be sharing. Why don't we just pray now for the word? Uh, it's good to be preaching the gospel at Christmas time. I tell you what, uh, so exciting. And so let's just pray, believing. I'm going to try and attempt to do something I haven't, don't do a lot of that, preach rather than go into too much teaching. I just want to just celebrate all that Jesus has done for us. So let's uh, pray the word speaks to us as we just look at it a whole bunch today. God, we thank you, God, for Christmas. We thank you for all that it represents, all that it made available to us, God, and all that you're going to do in our lives in this season. God, we thank you for every family member, friend that is going to come to know you, one step closer to receiving you as Lord and Savior. God, we pray that you would speak to us, God, you would inspire us, you would awaken us, you would revive us to all that you've done and all that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you'll see on the screen just a first scripture. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 1 to 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Tell you what, what Jesus coming to earth accomplished for us, you will spend your lifetime trying to understand it all and still not touch the surface. Uh, Do you know... Any other person in history that had, that, whose birth and death have affected all of humankind so much that we're, you know, that all, all this that we're experiencing at Christmas time goes on because this one guy came to earth 2,000 years ago. It's unbelievable. All of history before Christ was pointing to him. Uh, you know, there's a uh, term that they use, the scarlet thread of redemption throughout the whole Bible, that in every book there is a picture that is foretelling the coming of the Saviour. And, uh, you know, you look in Genesis and he's the, the one that will crush the head of the, of the serpent. He's, um, you know, he's, the, uh, he's pictures of him in Abraham and Isaac. He's, he's the deliverer of Moses in Exodus. He's the Levitical system in Leviticus. There's just all this incredible picture of people looking forward to Christ. We are living in a day that people would have given anything to realize. And now, 2,000 years later, it's not like, well, that's old news. No, no, no. It's as fresh, relevant, vibrant today as it ever has been. And um, all of us are pointing backwards and looking, oh my goodness, look what he did. Look what he has done. Paul said in Colossians, it's uh, him we proclaim. It's not, this isn't, Uh, a message that is a message. It's the message. It is the message of Christianity. It's the hope of the world. It's the thing that the world needs that is going to transform people's lives. And so I love it here that it says, forget not all his benefits. Why does it say that? Because we so easily forget. We so easily forget. I love it says, praise, uh, bless the Lord on my soul. I tell you, your level of praise is going to be equal to your revelation of what he's done for you. If you forget these things, Tell you what, your life's going to be pretty dreary for you. You're going to be pretty apathetic, not too excited about much. But I tell you what, when you have a revelation, you forget not all his benefits. Tell you what, you're going to have a bless the Lord on the inside of you that nothing can contain. Um, 
So let's just look at this as well. Another scripture uh, in Ephesians 1.3. And the beautiful thing this morning, we're going to share communion with each other in just about 15 minutes' time. And that is such a great opportunity to forget not. That's why Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget when you get 2,000 years' time, don't think, oh, yeah, you know, that happened a while ago. Once you become a mature Christian, don't forget what God has done and what he's brought you out of. Forget not. Do this in remembrance. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. My goodness, all his benefits, every spiritual blessing. I can guarantee you that we do not have an understanding in our hearts of every spiritual blessing that God has poured out on us. And this scripture here says that all those blessings, the spiritual blessings, the benefits, have come because we are in Christ. You are experiencing something that you didn't have before you met Christ. You are experiencing something and have things available to you that people that have not met Christ do not have, and you are absolutely blessed for it. And, um, and it is because Jesus came to earth, died on a cross to do that, took you out of your uh, in Adam position that is full of sin and its consequences, and put you in Christ. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing. So we're going to have a look at a little bit of that um, today. But uh, I don't know if you've ever received anything else that is uh, a result of someone else's work. I can think in year eight, we had a science assignment and uh, we had to make a little basic circuit. And the problem was I had no idea how to do that. I don't know if I was raptured out of half of the classes, but I had no idea what to do. And I said to my parents, my parents could usually help me with assignments, but this time they couldn't. It was a bit out of their, uh, you know, expertise zone. And, and I was like, man, I, I don't have what it takes here. I don't know. I don't have what, I have no idea where to even start. Good news was my good friend had a father who was a science teacher at another school. And so he was working away with his dad for like months and months and months and just like working at this project. And at the last minute, I said, man, can you give me a hand? I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. And I was thinking, you know, I might be able to go over, spend a day with them, work on something. Anyway, he just gives me one of his dad's students' assignments. They'd done a similar assessment, and he just gave it to me. I was like, oh, geez, that is so good. And I handed it in, and I got a better mark than my mate. And things haven't quite been the same since. I don't see him anymore. Uh, I don't know why. But I tell you what, there's something about receiving something from someone, not because of what you earn, not because of what you've done, not because of how smart you are, simply because they have done the work for you. Christ, in a little less plagiarized way. But but it's the same sort of deal, you know. You, You could not save yourself. Christ came into the world... You could not get yourself out of Adam. That's how you were born into this world. You could not do it yourself. From the beginning of mankind in the Garden of Eden, where we see that uh, Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves up with fig leaves, and then God came along and he said, no, 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 guys, that's not going to do it. Yeah, let me give you something to clothe you with. And then the Levitical system with its laws and regulations that were not meant to be lived up to, but it was meant to prove to people, you can't do this by yourself. The whole of history up until Christ was telling people, you can't do this by yourself. You need someone 
to do what you can't. And that is what Christ did. And when we just receive, we don't have to earn it. We don't have to work for it. There's no set of laws and regulations that we have to live up to to receive it. In the Old Testament, it was obedience to the law. In the New Testament, it's receiving Christ, the free gift of salvation for anyone who believes. And that is why you have all these blessings credited to your account, not for work that you did, but from someone else's work that you receive freely. And I reckon that's pretty exciting. Jesus' name. Um, some of the blessings, I just wrote a short list of some of the blessings, because I've been like meditating on this Ephesians 1-3 for such a, for, for a couple of months now. And I've just been going, what does that mean? You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. That is just, it sounds so huge. And it is. And so I've just written a short list. This is not comprehensive list. These are just things that, uh, that I have received revelation for about the blessings that I have in Christ. That I'm predestined. And on that note, I think everyone is predestined to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just up to them whether they receive it or not. Um, You've been justified, redeemed, adopted, you're forgiven, you've been regenerated, you're sanctified, uh, you've received propitiation, you're reconciled, you're going to be glorified, you're going to experience eternal life, there's no condemnation, you've got a cleansed conscience, you have spiritual rest, you have wisdom of God in your minds because you've been given the mind of Christ. You have the peace of God and you have peace with God. You have the power of God and access to God. You've got dominion in this life and victory over the powers of darkness. God is with you, but God is for you. You've received blessing, authority over the devil. You've got the promises of God, the principles of God, protection, friendship with God, the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts. You've got a destiny and a purpose, and you've got the favor of God on your life. Is that enough for you to look into? For the, I tell you what, if you, if you get these revelations in your life, there's enough there for a lifetime for you to study. There's enough for you to cry and say, God, show me this piece of the puzzle. Uh, and, because let me say this. It's, some Christians, it's good to say, remember, forget not. Other Christians, we need to say, no, know this. Because you can't forget something you never knew. Uh, You've got to know something before you can forget it not. Uh, and, and Phil Pringle, I just spent the uh, whole day on Thursday with Pastor Phil Pringle as he filmed a whole module on our identity in Christ for C3 College Online. It was four hours of teaching, just looking at the, uh, the blessings that we have, all of these blessings. And I'll tell you what, there was not enough time. He could have talked, I think, for a week straight on all the blessings that are in Christ. Um, because he taught, has this message of born identity, and he talks about how Christians have spiritual amnesia, and they need the revelation from heaven about what God has done. Let's look at uh, a scripture quickly, Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. Just want to read a few verses here, and if you can get your faith on and believe this passage is going to speak to you, then I believe it will. And let's just look at this. Uh, verse 15, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having your eyes and your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurably, uh, immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, 
that he has worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet, and oh man, it just goes on and on. It's just like, and we can easily sit there and go, oh yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Because you know, have you ever tried to tell, you've, you've had a revelation of something, and you've wanted someone else to get equally as excited about it, but they don't, because it's not their revelation, it's your revelation. I mean, one of the greatest bands on the planet is a band called Deja Gru. You've probably never heard of them. They're a Melbourne band, they've actually split up now. And I've saw, I saw them about three times. When I saw them, I'm like, man, these guys, if, let me say this in all honesty. If you said, Garth, you can have free tickets to see Coldplay or Deja Gru, it is no shadow of a doubt I'll choose Deja Gru. The energy, the musicianship, they were incredible. And I come back and trying to tell Jamie, Jamie, oh, I saw this, it was just amazing. She's like, eh, whatever. And I just, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'm sure, all right. And I'm just like, no, 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 you don't get it. They are amazing. And so I took her to a, it was like this small show at Kantara House. It's my best night of my life. It was just incredible. And sure enough, she walks around, she walks away going, wow, they are amazing. Because you see, revelation has this connotation of uncovering something that is already there. It's like, you know, if I put Jeremy Jones here and I, and put a cover up, I could say to you, Jeremy Jones is behind there. And you go, yeah, cool. It's fair enough. And, uh, but then I uncover it, and you're like, wow, it is Jeremy Jones. That's amazing. It's like this. It's, it's because it becomes your revelation now, not just mine telling you. And so you must get for yourself the revelation of these things that Christ has given you. Otherwise, you're going to live a praiseless, wordless, fellowship, boring, powerless Christianity that's going to be good, no good for you, your family, or anyone else you come across. These are things that you need to get for yourself. That's why that verse that says, for this reason, because I have heard of, so Paul's writing to people, I've heard of your faith in Jesus and your love towards the saints. That's about as much as you need in the Christian walk. Faith in Jesus and love for people. And, and, and so Paul's talking to these people saying, but I'm praying for you continually that you would see the immeasurable greatness. The, 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 I'm praying that you would see these things because too many of us get stuck at an entry point of Christianity and think, well, that's it, I'm forgiven of my sins, it's all good now. No, no, no. There is so much more that you'll never learn in a church service, that you'll never learn even in a year at Bible college, but that you'll learn as you journey in the Word, in connect groups, in church, in Bible college, in these things, that you seek it out for yourself to see what Christ has done. This is available to you, but we can't force it down your throat. You've got to want to go and get it. If you get this, you'll be energized. You're going to be praising like there's no tomorrow. You're going to be just uh, filled with a faith and a, and a life because the gospel is a power of salvation. And so uh, let's uh, get straight into it. I'm just going to look at a, a touch, maybe, maybe even just the first one. Um, but there's a hot, I've just given you a list. You can go do it in your own time. But I just wanted to touch on a few that... I've been reading through uh, the story of Jesus' birth, just in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke, the first few chapters of Luke, and just seeing just the sense of awe and wonder around that time. And I tell you, we need to have the same sense every minute of every day because it's equally as exciting, equally as important, equally as life-transforming right now than it was back then. So a few things that were around just imminently 
uh, around Jesus' birth. First one, forgiveness of sins. And if we look at that, that shall be enough. But Psalm 103, verse 3 says, Praise be the Lord, forgetting all of these benefits. The first thing he said, and forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Matthew 1.21, which tells the story of Jesus' birth, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus came. Jesus didn't actually, the purpose for Jesus coming to earth wasn't for you to feel love or to be blessed, although they're great things. He came to solve the problem of sin in your life. The name Jesus actually means Jehovah saves. He is our saviour. He came to take away our sin. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of who I am the foremost. And I can easily say that I absolutely was foremost of sinners. Uh, I can remember in another story from school where I'd had a falling out with a friend that was, you know, I was a very bad person. Uh, I was just immature. And for some reason, we sort of made amends, and for some reason, but they were running along the concrete one day, and it was just like, you know, you don't think. Most of you sin because you don't think, and, you know, you just do something like, what, how did that happen? And they were running past, and I sort of just tried to be funny and ankle tap them, but it actually worked really well, and they went down, face-planted into the concrete, and hands out. You're going to say I'm the foremost sinner, it was a girl. And... Uh, and so at that moment, the principal walks around the corner. And I'm just like, no. Because I was actually a good boy. Like, I didn't used to do stuff like that. That was like a random thing. And I'm like, no, this, is, this could not be worse. And, uh, and she saw the principal, looked at me, and my eyes just must have been crying out of, have mercy. On me, a sinner, Lord. Yeah. And, and she looked at me and the principal and principal said, so what's happened here? Sensing that something's going down, must have sensed the tension. And uh, she said, looked at me and she said, oh, I just tripped over. And I just went, oh, my goodness. My goodness. How good it is to receive mercy when you deserve to get done. You deserve punishment. I deserve, to, I deserve to go down that day. I should have. But the receiving of mercy, I tell you what, I don't know if, if you ever forget the mercy that you have received when you deserve to go down. Each one of us have deserved punishment to go down. The best of people in this world have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And you have received an incredible amount of mercy and grace from a loving God that saw you, your eyes crying out, I need mercy, and gave it to you freely because of his kindness, the Bible says. And, um, you know, I just think that is just the most incredible message that needs to go out to this world. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about, let me speak freely for a moment without having to give you all the alternatives of, you know, we've talked a lot in the past couple of months about, uh, you know, even unrepentant sin and repentance and sorting out stuff on the inside, and and that's been fantastic. Uh, forgive me, I'm not I'm not talking about unrepentant 
Christians or Christians that are doing what they want and I uh, think they can get away with it. I just want to say that now. I want to talk about you, the well-meaning Christian that makes mistakes, uh, that falls short and doesn't like it and you're sorry about it and you, and you hate it and you're like, oh, if only I could stop falling short. I want to talk to you for a moment because uh, I, it's my conviction that sin in the life of a repentant believer is not as big a deal to God as it is to us. We put, we, we, we think that it's just this huge, you know, oh my God, I've stuffed up, oh, I did this, oh, I've done that, oh, it's, you know, and, and you know, if, if, if we don't care about it, then yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing, that shows me a bunch of things that are way scarier. Uh, you know, if, if someone, if a Christian can sin and not care about it, then you've got to ask some serious questions there. But for the majority of people that are there going, God, I want to do what is right, God is way less concerned about your shortfallings than you think. And you might say, but, you know, no, 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 Garth. God is serious about sin. He, you, he is serious. You can't just take that lightly. Oh, no, I know. I know. He is so serious about sin. He is so serious about sin that he sent his son to hang on a cross to pay the price for the sin of all humanity. That's how serious he is about sin. But the thing is that when you are in Christ, your new position, he ain't looking at you. He's looking at Christ. You in Christ through the lens of, the, of, his, of his son that, that died on a cross, rose again for you because you have received him freely and you are in him. All you need to do is just get back up again, confess not to be forgiven, but because you are forgiven, because the Bible says he paid for past, present and future sins. It's not like, you know, and, and you're going to need it. You might have, we, we forget about this at times because we get this certain level of sanctification and holiness in our world and we start living life a bit better, aren't we? We're doing pretty well now and we forget about the need of, of, of a unconditional, free, lavish forgiveness, mercy and grace that Jesus poured out on until we need it again. You'll need it again sometime. You'll say something to someone you wish you didn't. You'll do something you wish you didn't. And so I'm helping you forget not this morning so that we remind ourselves that when you are in Christ, you just need to get back up and go again. You don't need to beat yourself up. You don't need to pay the price again. You don't need to beat yourself up for your sin because Jesus beat himself up for, the sin, for your sin. You just need to remain in Christ that the forgiveness of sins is available to you. That, friends, is the message that the world needs to hear. Guys, we must be winning souls. It's as simple as that. We can no longer afford to live a selfish, unfruitful Christian life. We must... And this is a conviction of mine because I'm not. I'm not. But I'm about to start a church and I'm going to tell everyone too. And so I've been convicted about that. And people have said, you know, you'll get what you, the example you set. And so I've reached a point where I was like, I must get better at this. I must get bolder at this. I must care less about what people think. And I must just witness to what God has done. Don't leave the forgiveness of sins out of your witnessing. It's the key part. We think that people have it together. We, we, sin's not popular these days. People don't like telling other people that maybe they haven't, um, you know, done everything right and they need a bit of assistance. But that's why we're here, because we needed it. You're not called to be a judge to judge people. You're not called to be a lawyer to present a case. You're not judged to be, uh, called to be a salesperson to sell something to them. You're simply called to say, this is what Jesus has done in my life. 
And you, can, and you can witness and preach of the forgiveness of sins with a heart like that, that is just saying, hey, don't know about you. This is what it's done for me. You don't need, release yourself from the pressure of getting someone across the line. Release yourself from the pressure of having to take someone to the moment of decision. It's not your job. You can't do that. Jesus saves. Your job that Jesus commissioned you to do is to say, this is what Jesus has done in my life. Fearlessly, boldly, confidently. You know, the same Greek word for witness is the word for martyr. People aren't always going to like the, the, uh, the witness that you give, but that's not the case because I know if someone didn't witness to me, the first time someone we, um, asked me to church, I said, please don't ask me ever again. I, it's fine for you, um, but it's not for me. And then a year and a half later, I found myself standing with Luke Boyd and some friends declaring Jesus as Lord. But, I, but, but, but then I had a, I had a problem because I, I thought I was a good person, even though there's things that I used to do that I wouldn't even think of doing now. Um, and so people aren't as good as you think. As I said before, the, the best of people need the forgiveness of God. All have fallen short. And, um, and so I went off and I had a bit of a shocker because I didn't feel like I needed forgiveness. I probably wasn't saved. I made a belief in God, but I didn't have repentance. But then I went off, did a whole bunch of stuff, realized, oh, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And because I had heard about the, the grace and the mercy of Jesus, I came back, stood with Luke Boyd outside Wyong High School a year later, crying, declaring Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. You don't have to, that was, a two, that was a two and a half year journey by the time someone witnessed to me for the first time and between, before I really repented for, to God. And so you don't feel the pressure to get it happening in one conversation over Christmas. Just shine the light of Jesus Christ. But we must do it. We can't avoid it. We can't just say, oh no, we don't want to. You must, you must witness to the goodness of Christ. Why don't we uh, just get Lisa to come up? I don't have, I mean, there's so much, as I said, we could save it. I think that one will be enough. I was going to talk about the peace of God and peace with God, that you have peace with God. You don't need to be hesitant. You've got access to God. You don't need to worry about coming before him or, you know, what he's going to be thinking about you. If you're in Christ, you have access to God. You have peace with God. And at this time of the year, as Pastor Phil was saying, not only that, but as, but as why I don't need to go into a Pastor Phil covenant, you have the peace of God. Philippians 4 says that, um, you know, don't be anxious for anything, but by prayer and petition, make your requests known by God. And then the God of peace, uh, the peace of God that trans, um, transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind. The past seven years of my life haven't been the, the easiest, and I can see now why God's preparing us to do some pretty big things, I think. Um, and I won't go into details, but there was moments over those years where as I just made my requests made known to God in the private of my prayer place, there's a peace comes on you and I'm like, what? How can I be peaceful right now? All my circumstances seem like anxiety and, and worry should be the things and fear. Those should be the things occupying my heart. Why am I feeling so peaceful? Guys, when you're in Christ, no circumstance, no situation can take peace out of you. That's why it says in um, when Jesus came, it says, and suddenly in Luke 2, 13, 14, suddenly there was, a, an, there was with the angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those 
with whom he is pleased. That's you. Jesus said, God said to Jesus, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And you're in him. You're in Christ. And so that's you. Peace on earth for you. Nothing can take your peace away. If you're experiencing a lack of peace in your world today, then I think you might have forgotten something. And that's a problem we face. We forget the things we should remember and we remember the things we should forget. Jesus is saying this morning, let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's remember the things we need to remember. Let's forget the things we need to forget. Let's live with peace. Let's live with access to God. Let's live with forgiveness of sins. I tell you what, that will lead to the most overflowing heart of praise in your Christian life. Just like when I'm telling Jamie, you've got to see these guys. You're not going to be hesitant witnessing. Oh, you want to come to church? Man? You've got these kids are singing. Are you like, come on, man. You've got to come and see this. What's the best? Jesus, what he's done, it's amazing. You've got to come and see this. That's the sort of Christian life we need to live. And I'm convicted. I need to up my ante in that. We've got to remind ourselves. If you've forgotten or if, if it seems stale, the gospel, the problem's not with the gospel. The problem's with our remembrance. We need to get fresh revelation of what he's done. So why don't we just stand up and we can hand communion now as well. We can have the whole band, actually. That would be good. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just close our eyes on the communion people will tap you on the shoulder when they're walking by with it. I just believe that this Christmas we need a, a fresh revelation of all the benefits, all the spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessing. There's more than enough for you. We need to consistently remind ourselves, not forget all these things. And so we just got a moment here of, of just saying to Jesus, thank you, Lord. We forget not. We remember. The same transformation that happened 2,000 years ago is the same transformation that's going to turn this world around today tomorrow and in the coming years so why don't we just start we hope you enjoyed listening to this message for more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us go to c3telgra.org.au we hope to see you at church soon Let's